0: Hello and welcome to a new year and a brand new series of The Dirt in partnership with Marshalls Garden. We're the podcast that digs into all elements of edible gardening. I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own magazine.
1: And I'm Blake, Laura's deputy and co-host. On today's first episode of the new series, we'll be giving you some January jobs to help you get ahead in the garden this year. Plus, we'll be joined by two very special guests. Our colleague, Natalie, to chat gardening news, and Marshall's category manager, Malcolm Catlin, to discuss some exciting new seed varieties. But first though, we have the actual gardening superstar and legend who is on a one-man mission to Twitter domination, it's Gerald Stratford. Good morning, Gerald. How are you? Good morning. I'm
2: fine. At last, it stopped raining. I know. It's sunny
1: for once.
2: Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, And
0: how are things in your garden at the moment?
2: Uh, Very wet, but uh, (laughs) I never let the weather stop me from doing things. I saw on
1: Twitter that you've already been out this morning collecting, um, harvesting some Brussels sprouts, which I was impressed with.
2: Yes, yes. We decided to have a pie tonight. So I thought some Brussels with a nice mash.
0: Sounds delicious. Mm, Sounds lovely.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, So to kick off, the first thing that we like to ask our guests is, can you tell us about any of your real success stories in the garden? What sort of things are you most proud of?
2: Um, I think it would have to be this last September. I had a second... In the Canna National Show, oh. Canner are the sponsors, a national show with a set of three carrots. Oh, wow. Stump-rooted carrots called Sweet Candle. That's the first time I've ever entered a national competition and to sort of get a, get a position I was really pleased. That's great. So so what were they
1: judging on? Was it on size or was it on the quality? or
2: It's everything. It's the the shape, size, um, the condition is a big, big thing. Um, And you have points for every section of the judging. Mm -hmm. And that determines for a second or third. Or nothing.
0: And <laughs> um, so, was there anything that you had to do differently to how you would normally grow your carrots, um, knowing that you were going to enter them?
2: Well, by the ordinary carrots I grow, you grow straight into the soil. But my my show carrots, um, I grow completely different. I I have a two hundred liter barrel. You fill it with sand. Mm. And then you get a 75 mil down tube piece of guttering, and you bore out holes yeah. in the sand. You have f- five or six holes in a circle in the sand, go into the bottom. Yeah,
0: because
2: a 200 liter barrel is about or oh, just over a meter. And then you plant three. Uh, you fill it. Sorry. You fill it full of compost, my homemade compost in my case, and then you plant three carrot seeds. And when they grow you 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 have a second leaf. It's called a second leaf. The carrot is about oh I'm not very good at metrification, one and a half inches. Mm-hmm. And you you then get rid of two and keep one. And then you tend it for the next, you do this in March. And then for the next few months, you tend it every week. In my case, every day. They're my children. <laughs> and you you look after them, water them. And they grow and grow and grow. And then from August to September, according to sh- your show dates, you harvest. And to get three, I had to lift 15.
0: <gasps> wow. Oh my goodness. 15
2: carrots to get three. Yeah. And they, they're all edible, mm. they're all fine. Even my ugly carrots are still very tasty. <laughs> And we don't waste anything. <laughs> no.
1: um, so what is the, the sand that you put in there? Why do you do that rather than just growing in, in compost?
2: Because if you just filled the barrel up with compost, uh, the carrot would grow here, there and everywhere. It throws shoots everywhere. Ah, oh, I see. Now, with sand
1: it directs being
2: it. a medium with no nutrients in, the carrot will grow down and down and down into the compost mm. because you have a like a tube going into the sand. Yeah. So that gives you the length. That's so clever.
0: That sounds like a real labour of love. Um, yes.
2: It's just something extra to my gardening. Yeah, I still do sort of ordinary gardening, everyday gardening, but this is just something I like doing extra. Mm.
0: Yeah. And you must have felt so proud when um, when you got placed as well.
2: Oh, it's, yes, it's, uh, it's like, uh, it's like lots of things, you know, If you, when you're being rewarded for your efforts, it's very pleasing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, how do you keep the carrot fly off of those? Because I, if I was growing for show like that, I think I'd be pretty nervous that they might come along and spoil the whole crop or something.
2: Well, with carrot fly, it's, um, a carrot fly will only attack up to 20 inches. Anything above 20 inches and the carrot fly don't fly. So I make sure that all my (sighs) carrots grow above 20 inches, Mm. hence the barrels Ah. and tubs and dustbins. I have buckets, tubs, dustbins, barrels
0: (laughs) all over my garden. Well, moving on from the Successes in the garden. Something else that we like to talk about is on here are the things that maybe haven't gone quite so well. So, can you tell us about any of your clumsy mistakes or things that haven't turned out quite how you wanted them to?
2: Yes, I was growing oh, two years ago, I was growing a, a, a monster marrow mm. <laughs> and I was trimming off. Uh, the smaller marrow flowers, to give all the energy to one. Well, I was so involved, and then my mobile phone went off, and while I was putting my hand in the pocket to get my my phone out, I cut the wrong flower off. Oh, no. I ended up with a marrow growing with nothing, no fruit.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Yes,
2: but... That, that happens. You learn by your mistakes.
0: Oh, yeah, you certainly do.
2: I've also grown five rows of Brussels, and I've got the ground in the wrong condition. And I had five fabulous rows of Brussels with nothing but lots and lots of growth without any Brussels. Oh. So that was a failure, total failure. It's my mistake.
0: Yeah. But as you say, you do um come back from these things and do it differently next time? I think that's always the, the beauty yes, of gardening. Yes, you, you get know, another crack we, at it.
2: I've been gardening now over 60 years mm. and I'm still learning.
0: Yeah. I think that's such a lovely thing. That, And I, I think because every season is slightly different as well, you never really know which, yes. which things are going to go well and which aren't, do
2: you? That's it. We have to compensate. You know, last year, was a very good year for root crops, mm. carrots, parsnips, potatoes. I love growing potatoes yeah um, I have on average eleven to fifteen varieties Wow <laughs> and for every row in the garden or allotment, I have a, a one to two buckets with potatoes growing in mm. Um, because I like to grow my show potatoes in buckets.
0: Um, is there any reason why um, why you like to do those ones in buckets? Is it because you have more control over the conditions that they're growing in?
2: Yes, you can control the conditions they're growing in. You can control the moisture levels. Yeah. Um, every day, in all my barrels, tubs, and buckets, I take moisture levels. Mm with a, a small machine which you probe into the compost it tells you the moisture level whether you need to give water or not water because too much water is this bad it's not enough yeah um so
1: you grow a lot of different varieties of potatoes so if somebody was coming to gardening for the first time and wanted to grow potatoes there's, there's so much choice what which ones would you recommend? Which ones taste the best?
2: Forget about taste. Just enjoy the growing experience and getting potatoes uh, for your plate. Yeah. And the the taste, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, comes secondary. Um, I would say grow a first early variety. They 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 will from planting to harvest. Approximately seventy to ninety days mm. a second early will take around a hundred to a hundred and ten days, and a main crop p- potato a hundred and twenty days and above yeah so an early potato. Is not so long to panic over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's very true.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, I have lots of questions from people who haven't got gardens. Mm. You know, they this year especially they li- people living in flats, etc., mm. and they have a balcony and one ten liter bucket with one potato. On your balcony, being looked after by you, would give you enough potatoes for two or three meals. You know, uh, and it it hasn't taken any space, has it? No, no that's right. No. You know, one bucket doesn't take much space.
1: Yeah, anybody can squeeze it onto a little balcony or in a little courtyard or whatever. Really, yes. They,
2: so. uh, I'm 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 really interested in. I've been lucky to have lots and lots of space for growing my stuff. Mm. But I understand a lot of people who live in flats haven't and I've been trying to design ways and means of hanging stuff from your balcony,
0: yeah.
2: uh, buckets, etc. just so you can grow everything I grow but just a smaller quantity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely that's great advice because I think sometimes... People who don't have much space might feel like they can't grow their own. But it's it's really, I think, reassuring for people to know that you can. You can just give it a go.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, a, a standard, I've never lived in one, but a balcony generally has a, a frame around it, doesn't it? Stop you falling over. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been playing around with four and six litre milk cartons. And I've been cutting them in a shape so you could hang them on a balcony, fill them with compost, and you could plant all sorts of stuff, especially herbs and salad crops.
1: They're always good because you can go and cut some of them and then come back to them later and cut some more. And, That's um, it. And-
2: Things like cherry tomatoes, the small round ones.
1: Yeah.
2: I've grown those in hanging baskets. And a, a little tub is just the same. You hang it on the side of your balcony and you will have a, a summer supply of small tomatoes.
0: And I think that's the sort of thing that when when you've grown it yourself, it's so lovely to have them on your plate. I mean, if they even make it to your plate, I think the thing with cherry tomatoes is it's really tempting just to pick them and eat them there and then, isn't it? Um, it is. But, it... Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's such a lovely thing for people to know that they can have a try at growing.
2: There's nothing better than fresh picked vegetables. Mm. The the taste, the finest shop or supermarket in the world will not match the taste of your fresh vegetables.
1: And I think when you know how much hard work's gone into it when you've done it yourself as well that just makes them taste even better because you're, it's sort of like um, such a reward at the end of the season, isn't it?
2: Well, it makes your plate of food when you're eating it so much more enjoyable because you're, while you're eating it, you're like, like you mentioned my Brussels today, mm-hmm. when I'm eating them tonight, mm-hmm. as Liz and myself, we can discuss about them. We can, you know, it enhances your plate of food. Mm-hmm. You know where, if you get from a supermarket, it, there's none of that, is there it's just a commodity to fill you up mm.
0: um so I know you mentioned that you get asked for advice a lot, and we'd like to steal a little bit of that advice if that's okay and we'd like to know if you have any quick tips or shortcuts or handy advice to help people get the best from their edible crops.
2: Uh, be patient, patience. is is so important. If you're doing a job within the garden and things are not going right, do not get frustrated. Mm. Uh, Move on, leave it, do something else. Mm. You know, you can always come back to it.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, yeah. even sort of say if you were doing something with tomatoes and you weren't happy, Go and make yourself a cup of coffee or tea or phone a friend or go on Twitter or social media for a couple minutes and then come back to it with renewed vigor. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you like the mistakes I've made, you know, it was my fault because I was just trying to do too much i
1: love that That's lovely advice
0: and i would agree that there's very few things a cup of tea can't fix anyway
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's true i mean shortcuts um when you're sowing some seed try not to plant too many Mm. you know say if you have a packet radish or lettuce are very easy to grow So if you're planting some radish in a bucket, try not to put too many in. Yeah. You know, so don't just sprinkle the whole packet Mm. on a small area because you would get too much growth and not enough fruit. Yeah. So little and often, you know, one 10-litre bucket I would plant 20 radish seeds mm. and then you will get some fruit from them. But if you planted, say, the whole packet, you will get lots of top growth and no fruit. Yeah. You know, little and often, when we were taking our Christmas cards down, I hang the cards on the door with a small decorative peg all right Mm -hmm. to peg the cards i found those cards those pegs were just the right size so when you have planted some seeds and you've still got some in the packet you need to keep them dry and i fold the packet over and put one of the pegs on (laughs) that's
0: great oh that's such a good idea
2: it really works because a large peg for hanging washing is too big yeah Mm -hmm. And you know, I think it could squash the seed, yeah, but one of these small pegs, I suppose you could use a small piece of tape cellar mm. tape, but these pegs really good. You just fold the seed packet over and then peg it.
1: It's so satisfying yeah. when you find something like that around the house that you're like, "I know exactly what I can use this for in the garden," and yeah. then you get out there and it works perfectly and solve that little mystery that you had
0: yeah and it's properly in the spirit of the reusing and recycling items Well,
2: i'm i'm heavy into recycling i make all sorts of stuff from recycled you know my other side of my life is making things out of wooden pallets an old building site material Mm. you know i make lots of things yeah from that I've this time of the year, when you're on the garden or allotment, it's very wet and muddy, and you can do a lot of damage walking on it, so I make myself a mobile path all right, <laughs> and I've got two pieces two pieces of waste timber, yeah, and I nail some slats pieces of timber across it so it looks like a ladder, uh. it's on Twitter.
0: Yeah,
2: and you can put that on the soil, walk across it, and it doesn't compact the soil. You no, know, made a waste product. That's
1: such a good idea. And on top of that, you also don't get muddy boots quite so much because you're not walking in the no, on the no, soil. you
2: don't. I mean, I get lots of comments about my footwear and clothing, and I live in Crocs. Yeah. Yes, I'm all wearing Crocs for. You know, even in the winter.
1: I noticed that. I, I wondered how you get on with crocs in the
2: garden. Well, you can you can get waterproof crocs. You can get them without the holes in.
0: Ah, yeah. yeah. So you don't end up with wet, muddy feet. <laughs>
2: no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> Maybe no. you're going to set a whole new trend, which is crocs and, and your um, trademark braces that you wear that I've seen oh. on your Twitter pictures.
2: I wear braces because I'm a big gentleman. And I find when I'm working... Uncomfortable.
1: I think that's important, isn't it? When you're when you're out and about and you're and you're working all day on the plot, you want to be comfortable. That's yeah, important. Absolutely.
2: Yes, there's nothing worse than being uncomfortable.
1: So Gerald, I've got to ask you about how you've just kind of blown up into this internet sensation over this year. I think did it did this start in the lockdown? You've now got two hundred and one thousand followers on Twitter. Um I did also check Monty Don's Twitter and he's got two hundred and five thousand. So you're about to overtake him. Um is it, what's it been like suddenly becoming this kind of internet internet famous celeb
2: I'm not a celeb <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just an english man who loves his garden and the world has taken to me through social media yeah and it makes me happy and if I'm happy I'm going to make the people happy
1: yeah yeah I
2: don't do ne- I don't do negatives I don't argue about football and politics and everything.
1: I think especially in this year where things have been, you know, everybody's looking for a little nice bit of positive, happy news and and seeing your giant veg growing on the, on the plot has been that for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, so I just want to make, you know, make people happy and, you know... That's what I am. I'm nothing, I'm not making something which I'm not.
1: And you're certainly making a lot of people happy and that's why we love you, Gerald.
2: Well, I, I hope I've been helpful to you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Gerald. And Blake, shall we go and get Malcolm on the line from our sponsor, Marshalls? As we mentioned at the start of the show... This series of The Dirt is sponsored by Marshalls and today we're joined by Malcolm Catlin who is Category Manager at Marshalls so he can share some of his veg growing expertise. Hello Malcolm.
3: Hi Laura, very pleased to join you.
0: Hello, how are you today?
3: Uh, Very well, Uh, very busy at the moment. Uh, Busy times uh, given the current situation with lockdown. A lot of people are uh, ordering online and uh, there's been quite a resurgence in the interest in Grow Your Own as I'm sure your readers will know. Mm. Um, And that's uh, certainly keeping me extremely busy. I'm working from home all the time and uh, uh, constantly uh, trying to keep tabs on sales and looking for new material and so on. And it's not just me that's uh, busy. The whole of Marshalls is busy, as is the whole of our sector at the moment. And uh, so we're all working flat out to get more stock in and uh, uh, to dispatch orders as quickly as possible and uh, combining the huge surge in demand with some of the constraints placed by COVID restrictions does mean that there are unfortunately occasionally some delays at the moment but rest assured that uh, we are getting everything out as quickly as possible and uh, in good time for
1: sowing and planting. I think the second that January hits every gardener across the country starts thinking about spring being on its way and that's the point that they start ordering isn't it so you're thinking ahead to that to those nice sunny days of spring. Indeed. I mean, many uh, traditional gardeners will start thinking even before then in, in, in
3: autumn, starting to uh, plan their uh, growing plans, ordering their seed and their plants. But uh, yes, the main wave comes just after Christmas. Uh, but as I say, it's really taken a huge extra leap forward in these difficult
1: mm-hmm. times at the moment. Um, so Marshall's has recently launched a whopping 55 new veg varieties Um And we know this might be a bit tricky with so many to choose from, but would you be able to tell us your three favourites from that list um, and a little bit about them, Uh, if you could pick?
3: (laughs) Yes, I I, I can pick some. It was quite difficult when you asked me to pick uh, the top three. Um, But the ones that I've picked out are um, firstly, uh, one of our 12 new tomato varieties. This is an F1 variety called Consuelo. Mm. Uh, It's a a cordon type or indeterminate or vine type tomato. Um, and the reason why I picked this one is because it's uh, both very reliable and has a great flavour and sweetness to it. Um, it's uh, got very good resistance to late blight, that great scourge of tomato growing. Mm. Um, it's been bred specifically for Northern European conditions, so including the UK. And the sweetness is measured on the, bricks scale, which is used for fruit, is uh, between 9 and 11, um, which makes it uh, a a very good sweetness. Mm. Um, So uh, that's uh, in in these large cherry-sized tomatoes, typically 15 to 20 grams each. And the long trusses uh, can carry as many as 30 fruit each. So you can expect up to 150 fruits uh, on the one plant. Wow. Really, uh, it's a lovely variety and uh, very pleased to have that as one of, as I say, 12 new tomato varieties in the range.
0: Yeah, no, that sounds great.
3: Yeah, tomatoes are one of the key uh, categories, one of the favourite categories of our customers. um, And we've thought it right, particularly to concentrate on uh, newness there. So we've got a number of uh, of new ones there of different uh, shapes and sizes, the beef steaks and salad tomatoes and so on but uh, this this was the one that I picked out that's been uh, uh, new to the market this year, um, and just that combination of ease of growing disease resistance and beautiful flavor and sweetness.
1: I think for uh, any new gardeners that are coming, to, you know, taking up the new hobby this year or perhaps did last year. Tomatoes are such a staple, aren't they? Everybody wants to grow a tomato when they first start out and for for seasoned gardeners as well. But especially when you're new, and certainly for me, that was one of the first things I started growing and kind of got me hooked on gardening yeah i think i think because it's something that you can do in
3: a in a just even a, a, a sheltered patio you don't need a huge garden mm. to grow tomatoes because they're so versatile they're so healthy and it's it's just great fun isn't it get them to ripen up and uh that sort of satisfaction of uh of, of eating them so so fresh freshly picked that's uh, as with all grow your own but particularly with tomatoes that's uh, one of the great appeals
1: I think that's a a good first choice um, for your list of three. That's uh, certainly ticking all the boxes. Okay. well, the
3: second one that I picked was uh, a a carrot. Uh, We haven't had any new carrots in the range for a little while, but we've got uh, four new ones in this catalogue. And uh, the one I've picked is called Nazareth. It's an F1 variety. It's a Nantes type, so it's got that lovely uh, cylindrical shape. But this one's got... uh, uh, both quality and reliability uh, written all over it. Um, what first earmarked it for us when we saw it in trials was that uh, the land on which uh, it had been grown wasn't considered as being um, optimum carrot growing soil, but uh, they had still produced a, a lovely yield of these quite bulky and very clean uh, carrots. Um, they've got quite a luxurious foliage growth on the top and the, the roots are quite well buried, which, um, um Certainly meant in the samples that we saw that uh, there was uh, no greening on the shoulders and uh, also that would suggest that they've got uh, some good frost protection there. Um, It was UK bred, which is always nice. Um, And with Nazareth, you'd expect maturity in about three and a half months from from, uh, sowing. Um, it, interesting because uh, it certainly seems to be getting some uh, uh, attention from uh, commercial growers, which is a, a good sign um, in terms of its uh, mm-hmm. uh, vigour and reliability. Um, but we also think, uh, apart from being a lovely carrot to, to grow for eating at home, it, it looks as though it might be another useful one to uh, add to the repertoire for growing to uh, exhibit.
0: That's great. And then um, you mentioning a carrot, just um made me think to ask um your new catalogue will have flowers in as well won't it so for people who might be looking for companion plants to their um to their veg crops and everything
3: yes uh we uh, Marshalls has been the um the uh, heritage brand for um vegetable seeds has been going since the uh, late 40s um and as well as vegetable seeds also offers a wide range of veg plants grow your own fruit um, and things like that. Um, but we've, for many years, been uh, partnered with Unwin's Seeds, whose heritage goes back more than 100 years, originally on sweet peas, but uh, over the years with an increasing range of ornamental uh, varieties. And uh, so our catalogue um, contains not just the uh, the veg varieties, but also a wide range of sweet peas and other um flowering plants and i'm guessing that for a lot of people who grow veg from seeds they would also potentially be interested in growing flowers from seeds both to 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 make the plot look attractive and of course as we know there are there's often a a, a, a cooperative relationship between the two whether that be to attract pollinators or to uh, ward off pests uh things like marigolds near tomatoes for whitefly and so on are perhaps the best known example um, but aside aside from that, um, yeah, it's just whilst uh, you whilst you're sowing your veg, why not sow sh- a few flowers as well?
0: Absolutely. And sorry, I realise I took you a little bit off course. Then um, shall we head back to your top three and find out what your third choice would be?
3: So the third uh, variety that I picked is is a turnip. And um, that's uh, a a bit of a a surprise, really. Yeah, that's Um,
1: unexpected. It it is,
3: yes. I won't use that terrible joke about it being a turnip for the books. but uh, (laughs) uh, um, uh, I might uh, save uh, that uh, one and use that one myself at some point. I don't know. I think gar- gardening jokes are always uh, rather corny I'm afraid. Um <laughs> but it was a, it was a surprise because um when we go out uh, to uh, and, and uh, view various trials of new varieties um we in- inevitably um first of all home in on things like tomatoes and uh sweet corn mm-hmm. and uh some of the more what you might call glamorous uh, uh types of veg and uh it's not all that often that you uh, find exciting new turnip varieties. Um, But this one uh, really uh, caught our attention because, uh, first of all, its appearance its a lovely um, pure white uh, globe um, which had grown to a a usable size in, I think, about seven weeks. It was as quick as that. And uh, we just pulled some of these from the soil, just uh, got a knife and took some very thin slices from it and they were absolutely delicious eaten raw. The texture, really soft texture and a lovely uh, sweetness to them. And uh, we were just all looked at each other and said, wow, this is uh, this is something quite different. Um, if you're going to grow veg for the first time, then this is a this is a really good one um, because it's so easy, so quick. Uh, and indeed, they're best picked young. Um but as well as using them raw uh, in salads, for instance, you can also stir fry them or steam them or even put them in soups. But uh, um, and, and with successional sowing, you can get them to crop over uh, quite a good long period. So mm. um, this is Turnip Tokyo Silky Sweet. It's an F1 variety. Uh, and uh, I definitely recommend giving this one a go.
0: That's great. And that's a really, a really varied top three as well. So that's something for everybody to try.
3: Well, I think so. The the, the new varieties include uh, uh, the full uh, sort of, uh, pretty much the full A to Z of, of veg varieties. And indeed, I mentioned flower seeds a, a little while ago. There are a lot of uh, new flower seed varieties in the catalogue too.
2: And. Mm.
0: Um- Coming back to the three varieties that you've chosen, um, just for anybody who is listening who might be new to gardening, can you tell us a little bit about the time of year that you would be looking to sow them and the conditions that they like?
3: Okay, so uh, we we do have lots of uh, advice uh, in the catalogue and particularly on our website. Um, But uh, in terms of timing, um, what we've done is to uh, make a a very um, handy uh, and easy to use Vegetable seed growing guide in the form of a wheel. Um, I guess it's uh, it's our equivalent of a of a of an app, um, but it's uh, <laughs> it's on a piece of uh, a card, um, albeit that it's waterproof. Um, but uh, around the circumference, it's got the uh, key types of, uh, of vegetables from all the way round, from aubergines to turnips. Um, and by looking on the chart, it will tell you when to sow them, whether that's indoors or or outdoors when to plant them out um, and also when they harvest. And just by turning the wheel, uh, you can see that for each type. And in the centre of the wheel, it will tell you the spacing uh, between plants and between rows and also the suggested seed depth. Um, and then there are a few more handy hints on the on the back. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's something that you can uh, hang up in your shed or take out in the garden with you. And uh, uh, it's... Uh, very simple, very effective, one place. When do I sow it? When do I plant it out? When do I harvest it?
1: I love that because I always get to my garden and my I've either got my gloves on or my hands are dirty and then I realise that I need to look something up. So I have to get my phone out, <laughs> clean my hands, you know. So having something out there just with a quick checklist would be really useful, actually.
3: Uh, yes, and I, th- I think also uh, when you've got this thing in your hand, there may be some types that you haven't already bought and you think, you know what? I could be sowing them soon. and Yeah, uh, when you see that yeah. sort
1: of like slight little uh, bare patch of ground, you're like, what could I put in there? Exactly. And you just spin the wheel around
3: to uh, yes. say, oh, February. I've got my <laughs> Brussels sprouts now. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it's great.
0: Well, it's good that you, that you bring that up, Malcolm. And Blake, if you want to get your hands on one of those. Yeah, how do Marshalls I Marshalls are offering a fantastic offer to listeners of The Dirt – You can get a free interactive vegetable seed wheel, which is worth $4.99. And all you need to do is buy any 10 packets of seeds from across the range. So simply add any 10 packets of seeds along with the seed wheel. And the product code for that is 10903500. Add them to your basket and use the code GYO10 when you check out, that's GYO10, and you will get the seed wheel for free. The offer does expire on the 27th of January 2021, so you'll need to be quick when this okay, episode gonna, comes out.
1: I'm going to go right now if it's so we need to get on there. So it's GYO10, is that right?
3: Yeah. That's the correct code. Uh, and it's important to say that uh, that uh, 10 packets of seeds includes any seeds, So uh, whether it's veg or flowers or a mixture of the two, it's any 10 packets of seeds.
0: Um, And that's not the only innovation from Marshall's this year, is it, Malcolm?
3: Uh, No, indeed. Uh, This is the first time that we've uh, ever done a seed only catalogue in the past. It's always been uh, linked in with plants and uh, gardening products, uh, which are all in the Marshall's range and will have their own catalogues um, and are all on the website. But um, we felt With the great surge in interest in Grow Your Own um, in the last uh, nine to 12 months um, and also the growing range to really do it justice, Uh, we wanted to do uh, what we've called our little book of seeds. So we're really proud of that. It looks great. And as well as the normal A to Z listings, it also features on varieties that have won the RHS Award of Garden Merit. Um, It picks out those which are established favourites of our customers um, and uh, uh, also varieties that are good for exhibiting and so on. But uh, we're really pleased with the catalogue. It has got a small section of seed potatoes and onions, shallots and garlic as well. But it's principally seeds and uh, we hope it's also a, a very useful reference work as well.
2: That's
0: great. So you can get everything you need to get your plot out of the starting gates this year.
3: That's right. And on the website, again, for the first time, we've got uh, an, an interactive catalogue. You can actually bring the catalogue up on the website and click the pages uh, digitally uh, to, to uh, flick through the catalogue on screen. And you can then, by clicking on there, order directly. It's uh, uh, yeah, it's it, it's. I, I get really excited by things like that, having done all the work on the catalogue to then see it in digital form as well as landing on my doormat it's great
1: great well if like me you also can't wait to give some of those new veg varieties a try then head over to marshallsgarden.com and get shopping and thanks for joining us today Malcolm Laura I think it's time for us to refill our cups of tea and get Natalie on the line for a chinwag Welcome, Natalie. How are you doing?
4: Hi, so good to be back, guys. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you both? Good. Yeah, I've just good. made an Earl
1: Grey to warm myself up and get ready to have a chat about all the gardening stuff that we have been missing out on because we haven't spoken in ages. I know. Yes.
4: Well, my chai tea is ready. I am <laughs> fully equipped.
0: <laughs> yes, it has been a while, so I think we should probably dive straight in. Go for it. What news do you have to bring me? Well I have some very interesting news actually um, that was on the Express and it's basically how sprucing up your garden can add value to your home which is a very lovely thing and it says that in May there were searches by buyers looking for homes and it showed that and this was on right move that the search has revealed that more people are looking for a garden or outdoor space with their homes. And the searches for homes with gardens were up by
4: 42% compared oh, to May 2019. That makes sense, though. Lockdown, yeah. people were so cooped up. Having outside space took on a whole new meaning for people in, in the last year, hasn't it? I, I can completely see why that spike has happened and it just goes to show how important gardening has become to people and just being outdoors and in nature.
1: I think so too and and whereas before perhaps you know be like well the garden just comes with the house now it's like right the garden's got to make the house you know it's got to you know if you turn up and and it looks like a nice garden it's been well landscaped Mm -hmm. you know you've got lots of room and you want to spend time out there I would absolutely see why that would push somebody to buy a house over one that didn't.
4: Did either of you get really into like sprucing up your garden in lockdown one or lockdown two?
1: Lockdown two (laughs) is um (laughs) we won't talk about the cold weather of lockdown (laughs) two. But the first one, definitely. Oh what did you
4: do? What did you get up to?
1: Just putting new planters out there. Um I think I, I Always have that kind of spring drive to do stuff because it's getting nicer and and you just want to be out there more, but even more so with the added thing of I'm spending all my time here, so I may as well do stuff. So yeah, I was just add invested money in hanging baskets and new planters and and buying lots and lots of plants.
4: Ah, oh, that's lovely. Laura, did you do anything? Because you you have didn't you get a raised bed? Didn't that happen this year? Um yeah, raised beds happened this year. And also um
0: the I basically in the years prior to this have concentrated so hard on what I'm growing that we haven't really set up any kind of space to actually sit and enjoy the garden and this was the year of um, the path from the back door being done and also a little patio area being done with um so we can actually sit out there and have dinner now which is which is lovely and I think that was the thing that the garden's always been very right go out there and do things with plants (laughs) for me but this actually made it like right now we really need to be able to enjoy this outdoor space and you know in in the first lockdown when we couldn't go anywhere it was the outdoor space that you had to spend time in so that just Made a lot of sense. Did you um do much to yours, Natalie? Do
4: you know what? I didn't. <laughs> I, so we have um, a really long, thin garden um, and we have quite established plants in it already in a massive eucalyptus tree, which my partner likes to hack down to a nub every couple of years. It honestly looks like a fist in the air. It's horrifying. Um, and I did a few bits of planting. I, I did a little bit of bedding planting. I actually um. My grandfather gave me a couple of roses that I planted up, but I didn't go too crazy. I was more focused on the old allotment. Um, than my garden and I use my garden just to escape into because it was so hot mm, wasn't it last it year. Was, yeah. Um but I do I need to replace actually my um, my father-in-law is building us some um some big trucks for some roses that screen our parking area mm. and he is an engineer so these trucks have CAD drawings they have uh water safe fixings they are made of oak I don't know how he's getting on with them because they're they're being made at the moment but that'll be a really lovely addition to the garden yeah. I'm really that excited sounds amazing oh yeah it's it's a full operation you have no <laughs> idea <laughs> but it will be lovely when it's done
1: Laura didn't you get a fire pit last year as well
0: I did yes that I have to say that was probably the savior of the second lockdown um because as you say it was really cold
1: How, did you use it much or have you been using it much over the winter
0: yeah I have actually um it's It's been really, really helpful and I didn't know how how we'd get on with it because obviously you don't want to be hugely antisocial to neighbours and things with lots of smoke everywhere. Mm. But I have to say, um, we, we've been using all sort of natural, untreated stuff in there and I have to say, it really doesn't make an awful lot of smoke and it does actually make you really warm. Oh, wow. So.
4: <laughs> have you done any toasting of marshmallows?
0: Yes, of course. And then there was also the... Uh, <laughs> the slightly interesting toasting of what was trying to be cinnamon roll twists around a toasting stick what but actually as they cooked they just sort of plopped off of the end oh, no. <laughs> what how did i didn't even know that you could do this so you have the
4: raw dough and you twist them. yeah
0: yeah, around a stick and then like dip it in the sugar and the cinnamon and stuff, and which in theory would have been great. I have to admit it was a Pinterest thing, so it looked really nice on Pinterest. And then in reality, <laughs> maybe not quite so much. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Brilliant. But I, I have to ask both of you, just bringing it back to the um, house sale mm. situation, for both of you, did your gardens play a part in you choosing the house
4: that you chose? 100% yes my garden is south facing and it's one of the reasons why we bought the house and also the fact that it has off-road parking but that's less (laughs) really about the garden Um, but the south facing element was really important um, to us because we want to be able to grow lots of different flowers and things and also enjoy it it's not Mm. as enjoyable sitting in a chilly north facing garden when you're in Britain Um, but yeah it did and when we moved in which was a long time ago now I didn't really have a huge passion for gardening so I've kind of grown along with this garden garden like it's yeah. taught me things. Um so yeah no it really really did even when I I wasn't fully passionate and wearing my gardener's badge I knew that I wanted a south facing garden. Mm. Um so yeah definitely. What about you Blake?
1: Yeah I remember when I came to look around it it was a sunny day which obviously when it's a sunny day that's the the best time yeah, to look around a house especially for the estate agent he was clearly like rubbing his hands as <laughs> as we went around the house. But um yeah I remember walking out into the garden and being like because it's quite a small little courtyard but being like this is a sun trap I love this Mm. so much I could see instantly that I wanted to sit out there you know I was Mm. like I've always wanted to have my own little space to grow some plants and so I know that the plants are going to grow here because the sun is just right there Mm. um so yeah but also it was quite nice seeing something that seemed manageable as well you know you don't want to be too overwhelmed with the prospect of having to have a sit on mower or something to. I don't know about that.
4: (laughs) Having a sit-on mower sounds absolutely brilliant (laughs) to me. (laughs) But we've done quite a fair... We've done like not in this lockdown, not in this year, but over the last couple of years, we've done a fair bit to our garden. We've built Gabion... Oh, God, they're just called Gabions. I think I was going to call them Gabion boxes, but we've built a Gabion... seating and gabion wall we have paved part of the garden ourselves i now know how to uh <laughs> to compact hardcore um, <laughs> and how to do the pointing in between um the paving slab okay. so we've done quite a lot and it's, it makes you feel so proud like it does on the allotment or within your home when you've actually completed projects yourself and you've learned along the way and there was a lot of learning so me-
1: what is the gabion this gabion seating is that the Is it the stones within the wire that makes it that type of...
4: Yeah. Yeah, so we oh, cool. we basically created our own structure from it. So the seating comes out of um of a wall that we built. We've topped it with um quite thick oak sleepers and made a, a seat out of that and it's really good. I mean, I really god help the people that move into this house after us because there's no moving that. I don't know what <laughs> they're going to do with it. It's going to have They will have to me. like or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant and it's so it makes so much um use of the space. Um, because we could really bank it up against like the boundary of our garden mm. um, rather than having chairs or benches that you'd have to have inwards a little bit. Um, but it did necessitate the removal of a tree stump, which took a long time with lots of swearing and lots of sweat (laughs) but it looks brilliant now so we're really pleased with it but no this year because we did so much to it and the year before last I think both me and my partner looked at it in lockdown I thought no we'll we'll leave that for this year (laughs) we'll just we'll just lay out on a picnic blanket and that will be it
0: (laughs) definitely the best idea um Blake what did you have to bring to the table this week oh well
1: actually I was reading about um I was reading Alice Fowler's column and she was saying and this might be good for you actually Laura with your fire pit because she was saying how you can use the wood ash as a fertilizer in your (gasps) veg garden. That is so good to know because I
0: have been putting that on my beds. Oh you have just (laughs) on top? (laughs) Well yeah to be honest I didn't know what else to do with it so sort of just
1: chuck down to, have to, have to bed and to hope say. for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, when you said I laughed because when you said beds, I pictured your bed, like your bedroom bed, and I was like,
4: yes <laughs> okay, okay, because, I, because am I am insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. So, you've already been doing it. Okay. Yeah. Well, well I've read this. <laughs> I so
4: in in the article, like is it yeah. for potatoes? Is it for lining the trenches of potatoes?
1: It's not just for that. No. She says, I'll read you what she says.
4: Yes, please.
1: It can be used in several places. If you have onions and garlic coming up, then a thin dusting between the plants is ideal. Cultivated alliums are hungry things and they will do well for this addition, as will cabbages and lettuces. Um so otherwise store the for Spring where it has values for apples, currants, gooseberries and other things like that. So there's loads oh. and loads of things. She does say not to do it over winter if you've just got bare ground, because it just won't have any impact. You want See, to wait until moment, you've actually got something growing. At and the moment put it around the I base. do
0: have bare ground. <laughs>
1: Yeah. But, yeah so, but
0: it was just for the absolute lack of anywhere else to put it at this stage. But it's nice to know that yeah, if you I could can store save some it up. in some
4: way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then and then the rainwater will just wash it in. So it's yeah. not like it's not too um time intensive or anything like that.
4: So I've wanted to try this for when I plant potatoes because I read, I think it was David Dominey. I think Mm -hmm. he posted something on social media where he advised people to save their wood ash and line the potato trenches with it. And apparently he swears by it. So I've been meaning to do this for so long. So you've reminded me, but saving it, that didn't even occur to me. No, me just a spare bucket somewhere. What a brilliant idea. And just put it in the shed and wait. And I take it, you can just, you can use it whenever it's not going to you know lose its nutrient properties is it
1: by the sounds of it it sounds as though no you can keep hold of it and it's better to keep hold of it it's not gonna it you know it's better it will keep the nutrients that way rather than just putting it on the on the bed so um yeah amazing a, tell a me nice little yeah. hack there. tell
4: me again what crops it is because i need to now make a note of this <laughs> okay
1: ready yeah it doesn't actually mention potatoes onions garlic um and other alliums uh cabbages lettuces and then if you want to save it then it's good for apples currants gooseberries so
4: (gasps) oh gooseberries so last year i had a complete nightmare with my gooseberries i say gooseberries really weirdly can somebody else say gooseberries
1: i've heard people say it like that as well I i say gooseberries
4: what do you say laura gooseberries
1: but okay. I do, I have heard other people say gooseberries, like you
4: did. Yeah. So I so get, I get that the right. mickey taken out of me constantly. <laughs> <laughs> right, Goo no, I said it wrong again. Gooseberries. it now. Gooseberries. Well, now I do wonder
0: if it's this like scone, scone thing that none of us actually know how we yeah. say it because how we're talking say
4: about it. say yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to say it both ways now, just to cover all bases. So gooseberries, gooseberries. I had a complete nightmare with those last year. I had no fruit whatsoever. Oh. So I don't know whether it was um, greedy, greedy little birds mm. or whether I've pruned them incorrectly, but I might try this. So just a sprinkling of the wood ash. Yeah. And then let the rain the wash
1: it in around the base and then the and the rain will wash it in and, and you'll be good to go. That's strange about the gooseberries though, because they're sort of quite notorious for being quite yeah,
4: prolific to grow I thought yes <laughs> yeah. yes they are thanks for that Blake
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a rabbit <laughs>
4: <laughs> well we were convinced like well I wasn't convinced I thought that I pruned them incorrectly even though I followed a step-by-step guide because you have to prune gooseberries in different ways to how you prune other kinds of fruit gooseberries I heard you snigger then <laughs> I need to start this again Sorry. um no fine so yeah we had a bit of a nightmare um And my partner was convinced that it's birds eating them. But the weird mystery about it was, is that there were no gooseberries, gooseberries, anywhere to be seen. Not even any like half eaten on the floor. It was just, they were no. just completely vanished or they never even grew. So I'll come back to you next year on mm. whether I have any kind of crop of those. So it was really, really strange. They don't look diseased. It's clearly something I'm doing wrong. Or we have one very fat pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> That's always quite likely, though, isn't it? Yeah. Those pigeons or magpies in my case. Magpies are absolutely everywhere. But do you want to hear my story? Would love to. um, For today. So something that I've known about for a little while, but I've seen really come up um, really over Christmas, but I'm going to commit to doing this next year is seed cards. so greetings cards that are made from um, cards that have seeds implanted into oh. the paper. so that instead of just simply recycling the card, which hopefully you would do anyway, you plant the card. And then you have wildflowers come up and, um, or different kinds of um, plants, depending on what you've bought. And I found such a lovely company or a designer called Hannah Marchant. Yeah. So not Merchant, but Marchant. And she does some beautiful designs. And I found one implanted with carrot seeds, which oh, I thought was a brilliant goodness. idea. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever seen these? Have you been given any at all?
1: No.
0: Um,
4: I have actually sent one before. Have you?
0: Yeah, it was in it wasn't a Christmas card, though. It was in the first lockdown last year. Um, My one of my friends, her little ones are really into like they're really interested in the fact that her her family grow, you know, grow their own. Mm -hmm. And it was this little it wasn't a card. It was a little storybook about a carrot. As you, know, oh. as you do and then um the pages
4: could be planted afterwards that's so sweet I just I love this idea so much I'm trying to be more sustainable in all of my um like lifestyle choices like around the house and in the allotment and in the garden and I just love the idea of these it brings so much joy to people the yeah. fact that they'd be able to grow something afterwards and also I know that I'm looking at these cards now they're beautifully illustrated and I'm sure that they grow perfectly well the seeds are not uh spaced in any kind of uh correct <laughs> formation. So you're going to get a a crazy scramble of carrots. Yeah. But who doesn't like a deformed carrot? No, we <laughs> think you should go carrots. <laughs> we love that. Yeah. But it's such a lovely lovely site. So it's Hannah Marchant who I will definitely be going um, for all of my greetings. I'm having um, yeah, I'm, I'm
1: going to get this ready. I want to yeah. have a look and yeah. and I love You know, forcing my hobby onto somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Just like dropping subtle hints that people should get into Uh, gardening. Exactly.
4: And she's got loads and loads of different designs. There's obviously lots of other um, designers. And if you just search seed cards into Google, I'm sure loads would come up. Yeah. Um, But I was just having a little look before this call because I knew this is something that I want to try for this year. I wonder if you could make the seed cards yourself. Am I I I taking this one step?
1: Wow. Maybe.
4: You'll have to come back later in the series Yeah, <laughs> see how it goes. Yeah. Come back birthday, and tell Laura, us more. Your birthday, Laura, has just been, hasn't it? You've just had a birthday. Blake, when was... Uh,
1: I'm March, so <gasps> mine isn't too far in the future. And it's perfect time for sowing seeds. So exactly. I'm just going to... Yeah, if I don't get this now, I'm going to be quite upset.
4: Okay, if you get a <laughs> well from Hannah Marchant, you'll know that yes. I have completely <laughs> failed. But it seems like it could be done somehow, paper maybe paper mache obviously not using PVA glue I will look into this yeah. this is this yeah. is unconfirmed this is going to be like your cinnamon roll situation isn't it Laura um, I
0: would just like to say please look out for the step by step coming
4: soon to grow your own magazine <laughs> <Yeah, I know. laughs> everybody wish me luck get your fingers crossed <laughs> uh, but no I thought they were such a lovely idea I just um, I just think it's such a nice thing to do and it's such it's a gift and a card as well and the fact that you're forcing your hobby onto other people you know <laughs> yeah. makes it even more sweeter in my opinion Oh, yes. Well, that is such a
0: lovely idea. So thank you for bringing it to the, to the virtual table. <laughs> My pleasure. And um, if we all get back to it now, but I just have some quick jobs on the plot. This month feels full of possibility. The whole season is in front of us. Even though we're still in the depths of winter, it's time to look ahead to spring and get any crucial plot prep underway. Take some time to check over pots, tools and any garden buildings you have to make sure repairs or replacements are made ahead of the peak sowing season. This can save real headaches later. Start to plan for your early undercover sowings. Broad beans, peas, lettuce and onions are all great choices. If you have an electric propagator, dig this out as it will be really handy. If you still need to prune your autumn raspberries, do so now by cutting them right back to the ground using sharp secateurs. The new stems will shoot up on which you'll get your delicious crop later in the year. It isn't all prep work, however. You can scratch that sowing itch by sowing some chillies this month, especially if you're looking to grow any of the superhots, which need a nice long season to mature sow in a heated propagator or pop your seed tray into the airing cupboard and move them out into the light once the seeds germinate. We wish you all a smoother, healthy and productive 2021. Until next time, happy growing. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of The Dirt in partnership with Marshalls. Marshalls Garden is an online gardening shop where it's easy to find everything you need for gardening, all in one place. Founded over 75 years ago, its heritage is in supplying vegetable seeds and plants, including seed potatoes, onions, fruit plants and trees to grow your own gardeners.
1: The company's passion, expertise and excellence continues in 2021, where it will launch over 130 new seed varieties. Specialists in garden care, Marshalls has the best range of compost, fertilisers, controls, and hardware you will find online. Order from the easy to use website or from the delightful catalogue for convenient delivery direct to your door. You'll find lots of help and advice on the website, including growing guides, seasonal advice, monthly jobs, and inspiration for projects to do in the garden. Just visit marshallsgarden.com for more.
0: And don't forget to subscribe for free to make sure you never miss an episode of The Dirt. We'd love it if you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to tell all your lovely garden and allotment neighbours where to find us. Plus as a special treat we've got an exclusive Grow Your Own magazine offer just for the Dirt listeners. Head to growfruitandveg.co.uk forward slash gpod7 that's g-p-o-d and the number seven or call 0800 904 seven triple zero and quote GPod seven to receive seven issues of our magazine grow your own straight to your door for just 29.99 that's 11.94 off every issue is edited by me and the team and is packed with gardening advice and jobs to tick off your list and a big bonus each magazine comes with a selection of free seeds so you can get growing straight away Check the episode notes for details and terms. And on a final exciting note, we're on the hunt for podcast guests and the next one could be you or someone you know. If you, a friend or a family member, has some great gardening advice, dirty gardening secrets or funny plot disasters they'd like to share, let us know by emailing thedirt at growfruitandveg.co.uk.